0: Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic. And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Inside Access pushes the legal limit. High Rollers. With Jason and Ken. 1057
2: The Fan. It is a Friday, so time to make the people some money as we head out to the Ashley Furniture Guest Hotline. Our friend Ariel Epstein joins us as she does every Friday. And Ariel, unfortunately, we couldn't get you down to Cross Street, but you're in town, correct, for the Ravens game this Sunday?
3: I just got to town. It's kind of weird, actually. I'm usually so used to being on your radio show when I'm in New York. Knowing that I'm on the actual airwaves right now where I'm at in Baltimore And I'm at my grandma's house? I mean, this is what I do it for. If it wasn't for grandma, I would never come on your show. She has to listen somewhere.
2: Oh, The mean streets of Pikesville, I assume. (laughs) What? The mean streets of Pikesville, I assume.
3: Oh, of course. (laughs) It got meaner with me coming to town, especially because the Ravens aren't allowed to blow it in the second half when I'm in the building.
1: That's correct. Tell them. Lay down the law, Ariel. (laughs)
4: Well, Ariel, let's start with your uh, best bets. The Cardinals are taking on the Eagles. Eagles, an undefeated team. And uh, who, who do you have in that game?
3: This is too many points. I'm taking the points with the Arizona Cardinals at plus five and a half. The Eagles are a little bit more banged up than they're leading on, at least from what I've been assuming from all the reports this week. The Eagles, although they are the only undefeated team left in football, this can't last this team's not that good they're just lucky because they're in a horrible division I still have faith in the Cardinals they're going to get better throughout the season they still defensively are going to improve their offense though is a great quarterback in Kyler Murray who is very deceptive James Conner still back there at running back I love our former Raven Marquise Hollywood Brown who is going to continue to create a rapport with his quarterback, who used to also be his quarterback in college. So I just think this is too many points for a home team that has a lot of talent on it. I'll take the points at the cards.
1: I think you're uh, interested in a play in this uh, Titans-Commanders game, same one that, that I am. I think there's possibility for a lot of yards and a lot of passing attempts for Ryan Tannehill in this game, the Commanders' defense. Has been pretty brutal. They've been hemorrhaging that stuff. And Derrick Henry has gotten it going the last two weeks, which has really opened up play action for Tannehill, which we know he loves. Are you making a play in this game?
3: I love the over 1.5 passing touchdowns for the Titans quarterback, Mm -hmm. Ryan Tannehill. Both these teams actually let up a lot of passing touchdowns. They're top two, top three in the league. The Commanders have allowed the most passing touchdowns in the league, though, and that's been consistent even dating back to last season. It's a great opportunity to take advantage of a plus-money play at plus-160, so a $100 bet makes you $160 on this prop. You need Tannehill to have two passing touchdowns, and he has enough of weapons on his offense to do that against a very bad secondary in Washington. I know, too, that the last few weeks I've been attacking this prop, and it's been very profitable. It's been successful to go against the commanders when it comes to touchdowns in the air. Every quarterback who's been a low, like a Tier 2, Tier 3 quarterback has really been getting a lot of plus money, plus 140s, plus 160s against this Commanders team. I like taking advantage of a quarterback like Tannehill who who does like to sling the ball, giving the over one-and-a-half passing touchdowns.
2: Talking to Ariel Epstein, Yahoo Sportsbook, Inside Access on the Fan Live from the Cross Street Market. Ariel, we started with the Ravens. I know there's a play in that Ravens game you like, correct? A couple, I think.
3: A couple of player props because... I'm going to be there. And if anyone else is going to yeah. be there, reach out to me on Twitter at Ariel Epstein because I'd love to meet anybody. I've got to have some action on the game. I placed these bets before I left New York because you guys still have to get your mobile apps up, which I'm going be yeah. to be a for. The first one, sorry Ravens fans. However, the Ravens have also struggled when it comes to defending the end zone and especially in the air. Joe Burrow has destroyed the Ravens. He did it last year with at least three. And this season, three out of the four games, Burrow has had at least two passing touchdowns. You can get this around minus 140 to get Joe Burrow to throw over one and a half passing touchdowns. The Ravens are bottom five in the league when it comes to allowing the most touchdowns in the air this year. That's why I like his over for Burrow on the passing TDs. On the Ravens side, this is a very good soccer Ravens side in Mark Andrews. The Bengals bottom five in the league. They allow the most Touch uh passing yards or receiving yards excuse me to tight ends in football this year I really love for Mark Andrews to attack this Bengals defense the way that he did last year in one of the games he did have, have over 100 receiving yards Andrews didn't have a great week against the Bills last week the Bills are top 10 in the league against the position that's why this is a good week for Mark Andrews to go over his receiving prop. I think it's around 69 and a half receiving yards
4: well, Let's get to your baseball best bets. The wild card series are in action. Padres Mets first pitch at 8.07 tonight. Max Scherzer, you like his strikeout prop, right?
3: Bet the over five and a half strikeouts for Mets starter Max Scherzer. Mad Max has been lights out in the playoffs throughout the last two seasons. He won every start he had against uh, when he was on the Nationals in 2019. He had an ERA just above a 2 in his last second last year. This season, now he's going to get a Padres team that even though they don't like to strike out a lot, Scherzer at home, beginning at 5.5, listen, the Mets are saving Jacob DeGrom as long as they can. The Mets are going to want to win the series without using DeGrom so they could play him in the DS. That said, today, they're going to try to give Scherzer as much time as they can, at least I would think so. You never know what Mad Buck is right. going to do at manager. However, you've oh,
5: mm-hmm.
3: got Chris Bassett tomorrow for the Mets, who does pitch better at home, yet you would think, because the Mets don't really have great setup relievers, they only really have a good closer, you have to save those relievers for tomorrow. Let Mad Max do what he does best and keep him in the game as long as possible. If he's in the game for six, seven innings, he's getting over five-and-a-half strikeouts.
1: How about you, Darvish?
3: Now, this is where the home-road splits is important because you, Darvish, has an ERA just below a two when he's at home. When Darvish is on the road, his ERA is just below a four. It goes up by a lot. His playoff ERA in his career is above a five. Now, Darvish did have success against the Mets this year. There is a whole different animal when you're on the road In the playoffs, I don't trust Darvish to stay in the game. The Mets are going to get – the Mets still have the third-best OPS in baseball. They have the home field advantage. Darvish, under, five-and-a-half strikeouts. The Mets have one of the least strikeout-prone – they're one of the least strikeout-prone teams in all of baseball this year, and that's been consistent. I like the under five-and-a-half for Darvish. It's probably my best bet.
2: Ariel, finally, the Mariners and Blue Jays are about to get started. Uh, Game one of their series – you you like the uh, underdog in this one?
3: To win the series, yes. Not necessarily the game tonight because Alex Manoa for Toronto has been so good starting all year. I do really like at plus 140, it's great value for the Mariners. The Mariners own this series this season, winning five of the seven games they played against the Blue Jays. Seattle also has a top 10 road OPS. They have a top 10 road ERA. Out of all the dogs in the wild card series, they have one of the best road records of any of the teams. I also like that the bullpen is top 10 for the Mariners in regards to ERA also. They have the bullpen advantage over the Blue Jays. As long as the bats don't fizzle out, as long as the Mariners can keep up with Toronto's bats, which with that top 10 OPS, I think they can. Plus 140 is a good value for the Seattle Mariners to win this series, not the game, just tonight.
4: Last thing for you, Ariel, you are going to ravens bengals Sunday night. I know the spread or money line isn't a part of your best bets, but how do you see the game going?
3: Come on, am I really allowed to be at the bank and (laughs) bet against the Ravens? That's not (laughs) happening. No shot. I'm going to end up liking the Ravens at minus 3.5. The Ravens, here's the stat, this isn't about covering a spread. But the Ravens in prime time, 18-2 under Lamar Jackson. I like it. Give me the Ravens. And here's the thing. The Ravens probably, from the smart side of things, are just a first-half bet from now on. So if you really want to get into it, go just bet the Ravens in the first half and then just melt away in the second half like I had the last (laughs) few (laughs) weeks.
1: Anything else fun you're going to do while you're here, Ariel, besides hang out with family and, and go to the game Sunday night?
3: Well, I'm here with BetMGM. So, BetMGM, is the really nice people that invited me to go to this game with them. We're doing an event at the National Harbor on Sunday for the 1 o'clock games. We're going to be giving out free tickets to the game to some lucky oh. fans. We're going to be walking around with some former players who I'm not going to talk about yet and some cheerleaders, and it's going to be a really fun game, 1 o'clock slate, then we're going to head over to the bank, and we're going to tailgate outside somewhere. I'm not really sure where, but when I know, I'll post it to social media for sure, and people should come and stop by. Then we'll be with that MGM throughout the game, since they are one of the sponsors of the Ravens.
2: Ariel, let people know where they can find you.
3: Check me out at Ariel seen on Twitter and Yahoo Sportsbook, Ariel's on Instagram, and this weekend at M&T Bank Stadium. Let's go, Ravens.
2: <laughs> Ariel, thanks as always. Enjoy being my neighbor this weekend.
3: Thank you. Hopefully I'll
2: get to see you soon. (laughs) Yes, that would be great. Ariel Epstein, always great. It's Inside Access, live from the Cross Street Market. Hey, coming up next it's TMI
4: with T-I-M. And T-Bone, what you got? Best Bets. It's a Friday, and there's going to be a new twist to Best Bets this week. That's next on Inside Access. Inside Access.
2: Hot takes from the guy behind the glass. I'm
4: in a glass case of emotion.
2: TMI with T-I-M.
4: TMI. TMI, my friends.
2: Inside Access. 1057 The Fan. Yes, it's that time.
4: It's TMI with T-I-M, and T-Bone, the floor is yours. It's a Friday, so we have to give our best bets, but yeah. it's with a twist this week. Yes. stonefeltz uh, let's just call it what it America's is. America's Sweetheart. He, he sucks at this. <laughs> Mr. Bar- Mr. Well, well, Mr. Barnum. It, uh, or,
1: or he's he's genius. It's, he, it's, it's how you look at it. I mean, both. Ryan
4: Horvath was saying that it's, it's harder. It's genius. He is 0-12 on the year. And to be fair, when we first did this, we were at Pickles, and he was asking, what what's the minus mean? Yeah. What's the yes. He didn't know what a point Very was. Very yes. green. So last week when we were at Cross Street Market, Stone gave his pick second after me. And, Jason, you changed your pick. Immediately. Mid-segment because Stone uh, sided with you. So, from now on, we're going to have Stone go last because we can't allow any of us to fade Stone felt. And he deserves, frankly, top billing. (laughs) I agree. He's
1: the
2: headliner. (laughs) He is. We're all playing second fiddle to Stone
1: almost Barnabas Feltz right now. (laughs)
2: So I'll
4: start it off here. We're going to go with uh, the London game, and I'm taking the Packers, okay. favored by eight points over the Giants. These are two not great offenses. No. And the Giants, they haven't gone over 21 points. Packers, they were in a struggle with a third-string quarterback. Exactly. Uh In Lambeau Field last week, but Giants have struggled to stop the run. Aaron Jones, he rushed for over 100 yards, uh, last week against the Patriots, I think the Packers win, and they win going away in the 9:30 mm. matchup. Next up, it's an AFC South game. I am taking t- the Texans and the points. Look, Jason, Lockin' for every game with the Texans has been one possession, besides last week against the Chargers, and the last four times Jacksonville was a favorite. They lost the game outright. Three of those coming against the Texans. Texans are scrappy. They aren't a good football team, but they keep it close. And then lastly, this line is really jumped. I saw yesterday it was at 8.5. Now it's 10. I'm taking the Falcons to cover the 10-point mm-hmm. spread over the Bucs. I don't think the Bucks are good. I've been saying that for a while now. They got blown out at home against the uh, Chiefs, they lost to the Packers the prior week. And the Falcons, they're this scrappy team. They're this scrappy team. And a 10-point spread, man. They're 4-0 against the uh, spread this season, all as an underdog. I think they're going to cover again. You want me to go next?
2: Sure. So I went the opposite way at T-Bone in that ending game. I, Grudge I think, match. I think the Giants, eight points is a lot uh, for a team that had trouble beating Bailey Zappi this past week. At home, this game's neutral site.
1: They I, they didn't get a chance to prepare for Bailey Zappi, I, I, well,
2: for, for a few. I'm just saying. Nah, it's, it's not I, like I, Daniel Jones. lots <laughs> lot to prepare for. Nah, I'm just Bailey Zappi that. does a lot. Uh, I know it's a lot in that toolkit that you got to prepare for. But I'm I'm taking the Giants plus eight. I am with T-Bone, though, on the Texans getting the points against the Jaguars. And then my final one, and I made a last-second change. I was going to go with a different game, yeah. but I decided to change my mind at the last second. I'm going with the Titans minus two at the Commanders. I just think they're trash.
1: The Commanders. We haven't heard yeah. from Chuck on are, that one. Yeah. Our garbage. Um, yeah, and I'm with with our pal Ariel. Yeah. I think that Ryan Tannehill is going to do some damage in that game. Um, I like the Miami Dolphins to clear three and a half over the Jets. I, I thought some people think Miami's being overvalued by Vegas. I think the Jets are too. The Jets have trailed by double digits in both of their wins. It's taken some really fluky stuff to get them going. And I understand Zach Wilson made a few plays in the fourth quarter. Zach Wilson also looked like poopoo Poo in the first three quarters of that game. Um, Miami's coming off long rest. Teddy Bridgewater understands that system. Teddy Bridgewater, 24-6 and six in his career against the spread on the road. The Jets have lost 12 straight divisional games. I like... The offensive side of this battle of former 49ers coordinators, I think McDaniel gets the better of Sala here. And again, the, the Jets haven't played since that Thursday night game. With I mean, so the Dolphins haven't played since the Thursday night game with Tua's concussion. Uh, I like the Cowboys getting five and a half against the Rams. I mean, if you watch the game Monday night, Dallas is the closest thing to San Francisco from a defensive line perspective, and the Rams were getting eviscerated at left tackle, left guard. They're down to a third string center, and now you got Michael Parsons and Tank Lawrence coming to town. Um, I like what Dallas is doing, kind of stripping down their offense for Cooper Rush. They're playing more 12 personnel. They're playing more 22 personnel. They're getting Pollard more involved. Now, he didn't practice today. He was sick, but I think he'll be okay for this game. I just think Dallas beats them in the trenches on both sides of the ball. They can take away Cooper Cup with digs and a safety. Who else is Stafford throwing to? Stafford's throwing a lot of picks. He's going to be under a lot of pressure. In this game, I I like that many points for the Cowboys. And then give me the under in the 49ers-Panthers game. I mean, this this game might look at last night's game and say, hold our beer. Uh, I think Justin Fields might be the only quarterback in the league doing less than Baker Mayfield right now. We know the thing with Jimmy G is not all there yet, right? They can't really get Kittle going to this point. Um, It's not a smooth operation. San Francisco is only allowing 11.5 points a game. Carolina is scoring five and a half points on average in the first half of their games. Both these teams are slow starters. I really like the first half under. Um, but I don't see these two getting to 40 points. I, I just don't. that They combine on average for 31 and a half a game. Give me the under. Stone, oh, how, are you, how are now you going to break the streak? The master is please, in session. Please,
6: please don't have any of my picks. Please don't have I, any of I have, let me see. Do I have any of these picks? I have one I of Ken's sh- picks. Not, oh, But I'm man. opposite. But I'm opposite. Yeah. Oh, so okay. Ken should yeah. feel good. Ken's yeah, yeah. Um, got that one. So my first one, I like the Monday night games because it gives me a chance. Even after I blow it all on Sunday, it gives me a chance <laughs> that the next day, it gives me hope. It gives it's me a new hope, day. It
1: talking like a degenerate.
6: So, so Monday's uh, a new man. day. I'm going Raiders Tomorrow. plus seven on Monday night in Kansas City. And then my two Sunday picks here. What you
2: got Raiders plus seven? Is that what you said? Yeah. Yes. Okay.
6: Yes. Steelers plus 14 in Buffalo.
5: The,
6: didn't the Steelers just go there last year and beat them? Or it was it the year before they, maybe? No, it was oh, last, last year. year. Last it was yeah, I thought it was last yeah. year. Um, they like, blocked a the punt for a touchdown. So yeah. It was a
4: different I, game, Stump.
6: It was a different game. I get let, it. But let him speak, I GG. like pick it better than than a Rafflesberger. So I'm oh. going to go with the Steelers. Plus. They don't got to win. They just got no. We go, understand
1: how this works. Know, yeah. yeah. So I'll go
6: Steelers <laughs> plus fourteen, and then the Stone Cold Lock boys, the Stone Cold Lock, Command, 100%. Commanders plus two. Oh, give it to man. me at home.
4: Chuck, wow, easy money. Chuck, your boys are getting
1: blown out. <laughs> now I have to ask, what drew you to that game, Stone? Because you have kind of favored the primetime games or like games involving sexier teams. Tennessee Commandos is not particularly sexy.
6: I've seen the I've seen the Titans play a little bit this year, and it ain't sexy at all. Have and you seen the Commanders play? I, I have, but they're home. <laughs> Super sexy. I feel like at home oh. against a bad team, they gotta. I don't. We know that. one hundred percent?
4: I was about to say we know FedEx Field yeah. is a Stone, daunting environment.
2: Stone in the in the nineties, there was not a better home field advantage than RFK Stadium. Unfortunately, they don't play there anymore.
1: <laughs> I'll say this: over or under three and a half sewage spills in oh. that
2: game, I would take the over. <laughs> Well, Stone, we'll be we'll be checking. I'm loving one. that Tannehill prop yeah, I more just than need ever. One. Yeah. Hey, rem- no, you don't. If we a want reminder, to keep this going. Yeah, a reminder. The Maryland hosts Purdue tomorrow at noon. You can hear the game right here on 105.7 The Fan. And coming up next, the legendary voice of basketball and basketball, Johnny Holiday. He joins us next here on The Fan.
5: Inside Access. Before you
0: hear it anywhere else. And inside access to breaking news. Jason Lacanfora and Ken Wyman. 105.7 A Fan.
2: Inside access live at the Cross Street Market. We're here every Friday before a Ravens home game. Big football game in College Park tomorrow. As Maryland hosts Purdue at noon, you can hear that game here on 105.7 The Fan. And, Stone, do we, do we have our, our guest? We're, we're efforting to get the uh, the man, the myth, the we legend. Have him, done,
6: actually, we, we have him, actually, guys. We have okay. So
2: joining us now, courtesy of the Ashley Furniture guest hotline, the legendary voice of both Maryland football and basketball, it's Johnny Holiday. And, Johnny, good afternoon. Always a pleasure to talk to you, sir. Let, let's start with this uh, football team. Like, in years past, we saw against Iowa last year, big game, didn't work out. Penn State, I think the year before, primetime game, didn't work out. But they beat SMU at home. They stand tall with Michigan. A couple of those bad calls go the other way. Maybe they win that. And then they, they beat Michigan State. It feels like this year is different than the, the last couple of years. Johnny, you agree? Did you say there's a game tomorrow? <laughs> yes, I, I think so.
5: Yeah, I think today, uh, this, this is a different year. I, I said all along, I think it's the best team Loxley's had. And, you know, with a break here or there, and as you mentioned about some unusual calls in the Michigan game, mm. this team could very easily be undefeated. I, and talking to Loxley, he thinks that tomorrow is going to be possibly a tougher game than Michigan, who was number four in the country at that time. Mm. They got a tremendous quarterback and this kid, Aiden O'Connell, uh, who is, you know, one of the best quarter... In fact, he leads the Big Ten, averaging almost 300 yards a game. And they got one of the best receivers in Charlie Jones, the kid that transferred from Iowa. And he's the top receiver in the conference. They've got a veteran, veteran defensive line. They're a heck of a team on defense. And I think Maryland's going to have to play maybe their best game of the season to beat these guys tomorrow. But I, I love the way the guys are concentrating and not thinking about down the line, down the road. You got Penn State, you got you know, Ohio State, you got some tough ones coming up. They just take it one single game at a time, which is, you know, we love these cliches. Well, it's just one game at a time, yeah? Well, I think in the, in the minds of these guys, it is. And they don't, they don't care who the competition is. If they play the way that he knows they can play, and don't make stupid mistakes and those ridiculous penalties that you know, that drives a coach nuts. Hey, they, they can play with anybody.
4: Johnny, you mentioned Aiden O'Connell, and this Terps defense has been playing a lot better since the second half of that SMU game. How does this Turp's secondary match up against Purdue's uh, passing attack?
5: You know, the biggest problem, Purdue averages almost 300 yards a game in passing, and Maryland's defense, when you look at the numbers, they give up. Uh, through the air, 252 yards. I think it's going to be a tremendous, tremendous challenge for Ja'Cory and Bennett and for Bo Braid and Still and Trader and Deontay Banks. But these guys are pretty tough. I mean, they're, you know, they may not be big in that secondary. I mean, Trader's only 6 feet. Bo Braid's only 6'1". Still is maybe 6 feet. Bennett's only 5'11". But these kids are tougher than Nails. I think they're going to have to get, if they can, get to O'Donnell which has been pretty tough this year because his offensive line is only allowed, I think, something like maybe five or six sacks all season long. So it's got to be a real challenge. to If they can put some pressure on him, make him throw off balance, make him get out of the pocket, he doesn't like to run a lot. He's only run this year for, I think, four or five times. And, uh, you know, he loves to throw the ball. I mean, 69 65% through the air, and uh, he doesn't have a lot of interceptions, almost 2,000 yards. The kid is really, really good, and he should be. He's been there six years. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, Johnny, I guess how much of an emphasis does that put even more on Maryland's run game, right? Because that's one way to keep the other guy's offense on the sidelines, and we've seen multiple backs there um, slamming it out of multiple looks, and we know they've got a mobile quarterback there in Leah, you know, who can extend some drives with his legs as well.
5: And, you know, the kid you really got to like is – is I like Antoine Littleton. Uh, he's, he's a shirt freshman. He goes – He goes six feet. He was up to 285 or 295 as a running back. And now he's down, down to 235. And the way we saw him run with the football last week, he had a career-high 120 yards, including that 68-yard run that he almost got in the end zone with. Uh, I love this guy. When you get in short yardage, you know he's going to get the ball. But Hemby, kid from up in John Carroll up in Bel Air, played for Coach Ken Brinkman, a tremendous, tremendous runner already. He's got... A couple of hundred yard games. So I think if they, as you mentioned, they're going to have to run the ball yeah. and run it effectively. And I think they got to use these receivers they got. They got on paper the best receiving core in the Big Ten with devas and Jones and Jarrett and Copeland and, and Felton. So utilize all these guys.
2: Johnny, uh, word is they've sold a bunch of tickets for this game tomorrow. I read somewhere that 40,000 tickets sold. That would be a big deal to have a nice crowd there tomorrow.
5: I think it's about time, you know, because it, it, I think we're honoring at halftime it's going to be Eric Wilson and J.D. Marleville from the Bobby Ross era. Wow. Where there was forty-five and 50,000 people every game. Everybody should come out and see these guys. I think they'll really be impressed. In fact, so much that the dog is barking.
4: <laughs> I know that drill. Yeah, you, you and I both. Well, Johnny, uh, before we let you go, I wanted to get your thoughts. Uh, Gravis Vasquez, he's going to be oh, inducted yeah. into the Maryland uh, uh, Hall of Fame. And just your lasting memories of him. He's one of my favorite all-time players of Maryland basketball. Just your interactions with him and uh, how you remember him.
5: Man, I, lo- I love the kid. I can't wait to see him tonight. I'm going to go over there and MC that event in about an hour. And what he did for the Maryland basketball program, and the thing I really liked about Gravis was like Juan Dixon, who had a special relationship with Gary Williams, Mm. as did Gravis Vasquez. He was one of those guys that could get away with a lot of things that Gary normally wouldn't let a player get away with because of his enthusiasm and his charisma and the way he connected with the fans and how he just loved, loved playing at the University of Maryland and how he respects Gary Williams. And he wouldn't be where he is today without Gary. And I I loved the kid. He he was accessible as a player. I I remember one time, I tell you a quick story. I have these kids read promos for us to promote themselves and the the broadcast and so forth. And I had him do one. I said, you want to do one in Spanish? He said, yeah, sure. I said, just ad-lib something for me in Spanish. So he ad-libs this promo, and I have no idea what he's talking about. And at the end, I said, "What what did you just say? So I want to make sure if I put it on the air, <laughs> that you're, you know it's okay. Oh yeah, it's fine. He said, "I just said uh, you're listening to Johnny Holiday and Maryland basketball." And uh, for my mom and dad listening down in Venezuela, I'm a little short of cash. Can you send me <laughs> some cash, please? Uh, I, <laughs> I said, "Now that you better be right now. I'm going to pl- I'm going to play this thing on the air. So you better be telling me the right story." I mean, he, he was a great interview. Just a great kid
2: hey johnny one more thing because you're we're talking about gravis in the basketball program but your early impressions on kevin willard because i think i'll speak for the other guys we've been really impressed so far oh
5: man i I love him i he's a lot to me he's a lot like gary williams you know he's from long island gary was from new jersey and both those guys have similar focuses and desires and a little bit of swagger to, to coach willard as it was with gary williams and he has that just that aura about he's in charge and I think the guys that he's recruited to come to Maryland and the transfers who've come in uh, are gonna find out that he's a hard worker and boy you better work for him or you're not gonna play and I think he's gonna mold a bunch of guys together to go with the three veterans that are gonna start and this is gonna be a very very interesting year I hope every Maryland fan you know, gets in the bandwagon early, comes out and supports these guys. Because I, I, I love so far what I see from Kevin. No question.
2: Johnny Holiday, he'll be on the call tomorrow. Terps against Purdue starts at noon. You can hear it right here on 105.7 The Fan. Johnny, thanks as always for your thank time. You. We really
5: appreciate it. Hey, thank you, guys. Always nice to be on with you. My
2: pleasure. Thank oh, you. The great Johnny Holiday. We We will, we will uh, go from college ho- college football to the NFL Ravens related purple rain in the forecast next we'll hear from Harbs we'll hear from J.K. Dobbins next here on the fan
0: inside
2: access your front row seat to ball,
0: Baltimore sports
2: inside access with Jason LaConfora and Ken Wyman
5: 1057 the fan
2: very nice very nice uh, you counting him he's a great guy works hard reliable Hell of a player. <laughs> John Harbaugh, very succinct on Fridays. Uh, I bet you who couldn't was, tell uh, me who he's talking about. I, I was going to say, we're we, we playing yeah, play that the game. Too? Who's he talking about? Lamar Jackson. Nope. Uh, I, I know. It's Stanley, uh, right? Mark Andrews? Nope. Isn't it Stanley? It is not. No. It's Patrick McCarry. No. Oh. Talking about McCarry okay. back on the field. I, I, and as you heard, very nice. That anyway. uh, yeah, very nice. To have. He's a good player. Will he play on Sunday? That's the question. I, I just wonder Still if that's amazing.
1: directly related to whether Ronnie Stanley plays or not. I, 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 I mean, maybe they're making the left guard change on the fly, and maybe they're repping McCary there. Um, I don't know. We'll certainly see when warmups start Sunday night. But I, I think the the bigger sort of long term value to Patrick McCarry is he's Ronnie Stanley insurance, and whether Ronnie Stanley plays Sunday or not, and I I have to think he. Yep. is, or at least the Ravens are thinking it's far more likely than not that he is. We don't know what that's going to look like when he does it again. And we don't know how long the process of him ramping up will be. And we don't know how close he'll ever get
4: to where he was before, Tibo. I believe it when I see it. We were at Cross Street Market this time last week. Ronnie said Stan, he was playing. He's definitely going to play. He's, Greg Roman, he's Greg in the best Roman shape of his is life. about him, and then the injury report came out, and he didn't participate. Yeah. So, kind of raised our eyebrows, but we still thought uh, maybe just a rest day. Yeah, it came out as rest. But if we're looking at it optimistically, this is what happened with J.K. Dobbins. He had a full week of full participation. He did not play and then the following week he did. So I'm more inclined to think that he's going to get the start. Um, As far as Patrick McCarry, even if Stanley does start at left tackle on Sunday, I don't think it's a sure thing he starts at left guard. The Ravens, they seem to really like him as that sixth man. Mm -hmm. Going back to 2020, he was not starting. Then when Stanley went out, he was inserted at right tackle. He didn't start week one. Juwan James did, and Ben Powers did. So it's far from a given that he's going to be inserted into the starting lineup. I would if I was John Harbaugh, but it's not a stone-cold lock that he starts. 100%. Let's go back to
2: John Harbaugh. And, uh, Stoney, let's call an audible. Cut 49. Harbaugh talking about the O-line rotation with Ronnie Stanley coming back in the fold. If you're asking me, can Daniel play, can Patrick play? You know can ronnie play yeah i mean they're all guys that that are can play and play very effectively that's really a bonus for us right now so you know when ronnie comes back you know ronnie's going to be ronnie and then you've got these other two guys because of the circumstances have proven that they can do a great job so uh, i think your point's a really good point i think he's saying that ronnie's going to be ronnie and patrick's going to be patrick and daniel's going to be daniel well i don't know about the ronnie being
1: ronnie yeah i don't either
2: um I, I just don't, and
1: I don't know that anybody can, including Ronnie Stanley himself, until he's actually tested at this level again. Um, I mean, remember, there was no training camp; like, he hasn't gone against another team since Matt Crosby and Yannick Ngakwe took turns undressing him mm-hmm. week one uh, out in Las Vegas last year. So, I, I think I think there's still a lot of variables at play here, um, and I think it's it's indicative. Of the questionable designation, right? Like, if, if they if they didn't think there was a, at least a chance that he would come to them on Saturday and Sunday and say it's a no-go, then I think you just take him off the injury report like you did Patrick McCarry, and they say the guy practiced all week. We, we, he's practiced all week for two weeks. We're giving him Friday off because we don't want to mess anything up after all he's been through. But he's not on the injury report. But I, I think the mere fact that he is listed as questionable is because there still is – this unquantifiable thing of where does Ronnie think he is when he's driving to
2: the stadium Sunday? It's part of the mechanizations of, uh, <laughs> mannequinization, Man- Man- manne-
4: mannequinization. Yeah. The word you butcher. Yeah.
2: Hey, let's get one JK Dobbins cup before we, uh, turn things over to Bobby DePaul at the top of the hour. And, Stoney, let's go with Cut 54, his emotions scoring that first TD in Baltimore in front of fans. The emotions were high. You know, um, I know um, Ravens flock has my back. You know, um, they've had my back since his injury, and I think they're still going to have my back, even though I'm coming back from the injury. And that's what I love so much about, you know, being a Baltimore Raven. You know, it's kind of like I come from Ohio State where the fans are the best. You're always going to have 105 106,000 people at the stadium each game no matter who we're playing and that's how it is here and they always have my back you know and that, that means a lot to me as a player you know because I know my fans got my back and that just helped me and I feed off of them in the, in, in the stadium you know so hopefully we hopefully I can bring some more touchdowns and big runs for them. You can tell it means a lot to him it, like that guy wasn't just giving you a word salad there you could no. hear
1: it in his voice. No, I mean, look, he's been through a lot. I mean, that was an agonizing process and a horrible injury and a long recovery. Uh, it sucks that Justin, Justice Hill isn't there to sort of offset him, mm-hmm. so they've got two speed guys, two Mr. Outsides to cut into the
2: load, but I think we'll see a lot of J.K. Dobbins Sunday night. Coming up next, 5 o'clock on a Friday. You know what that means. Happy hour with Bobby DePaul. What's the film telling him? Who's he like Sunday? Ravens and Bengals. Bobby D. will tell you next here on The Fan.
1: Game's up.